Hey everybody, this is Dr. William Clark, your host of the Dr. William Clark Podcast. Glad to be with you for another episode. And this is the podcast that uh, focuses on nonprofit leaders and we address topics around leadership strategy and fundraising. And I'm happy to be with you for another episode. Today on our show, we're going to be talking about uh, avoiding uh, imposter syndrome and avoiding imposter syndrome. And uh, this may be a topic for you, uh, particularly as a new or budding, and then watch this, a mature leader who's been in the business uh, of running a nonprofit for quite some time. And uh, I want to kind of talk about how to avoid imposter syndrome, which will kind of give you a sneak preview, is a part of uh, an idea or construct that you self-impose on yourself based upon what you are comparing yourself to. So I want to address that today during our show. And want to invite you to uh, explore this with us. Now, as we go through our show today, uh, as uh, periodically, want to encourage you to visit my website, drwilliampclark.com. Again, it's drwilliampclark.com. And there you'll find all types of resources that we've outlined for you and designed for you. So we're happy to provide those resources uh, to help you on your journey of becoming an effective nonprofit leader uh, that can uh, be transformational on behalf of your business. So again, go to drwilliampclark.com. Now, there are three things I want to share with you around avoiding imposter syndrome. These three things are not all the way inclusive uh, because there's so much that goes into why a person believes that they are an imposter and why they feel that they need to uh, avoid that type of experience and behavior. But I want to share three things that I have been working through with some of my clients and things that I've been observing that I think will be helpful for you on this journey. So the first thing to think about and consider when it comes to avoiding imposter syndrome is to begin with positive thinking. Now, this is, you know, something you probably hear in so many circles, so many constructs, so many situations where you are implored, encouraged, and then downright challenged to think positively about yourself and about your company or your nonprofit and your work. And it begins with positive thinking because if you as the leader, as the chief influencer of the business, of the work, the services that are provided to our customers, if you are not thinking positively about the work, let alone your own leadership, then who will? And that's a serious question to consider. If not you, then who? Right? So you have to set the tone psychologically and cognitively to think positively about your work. Now, you have to think this way because if you don't, again, who will? So posture syndrome is this idea that you may feel like you are not qualified to do the work. You're not the right person to do the work. Uh, you're, you're showing up pretending to be a leader or the adult in the room, but you don't feel like you have the tool set or tool sets to make that happen. So you have to begin this journey of avoiding uh, imposter syndrome by thinking positively about yourself and about the organization. So to help you do that, this leads to my second point. If you want to avoid imposter syndrome, you have to uh, avoid comparisons. Do not compare yourself to other people. Do not compare yourself to other situations. Do not compare yourself to other leaders. 
Do not compare your organization to the trajectory and the uh, outputs of other organizations. This can be detrimental to you, detrimental to your leadership, detrimental to your organization, and even more importantly, and uh, which should be at the top of everybody's mind, this can be detrimental to your customer. So when you compare yourself to other leaders, the, the downfall is you're looking at other leaders as the, the example of what you should become or what you're targeting. You're looking at other leaders as this sample of what success it looks like, how success is defined, how success can be achieved or should be achieved based upon the steps that this particular person has taken. And while that can be super helpful uh, in so many ways as you frame out your approach, as you frame out how to uh, move the needle forward in your leadership, it can also be super dangerous because you can look at the external presentations of an individual, you can look at the things that they have done, the steps that they have taken, and you can determine without deep analysis and without conversation with that person that the things that you see and the things that you are observing are the actual magic beans that has led to their success. And that can be detrimental uh, as you internalize non-truth or non-factual information. So as we're thinking about avoiding imposter syndrome, we have to be thoughtful about who we are comparing ourselves to. And quite frankly, you should not compare yourself to anyone, regardless of who they are, even if they are a mentor. Now, mentors provide um, you know, a great benchmark that can help set the tone for why you do what you do and how you do what you do. They can provide the framework for uh, your uh, approaches and your next steps in your leadership and your decision making and all the creative and critical things you have to decide to do. But what gets lost in that process is you as an individual losing sight of the fact that while there are best practices that will lead to certain outcomes, the unique variable in every situation will always be you. So you're going to have to look at how to incorporate best practices that, you know, are identified and shared with you uh, by your mentors and your colleagues and folks that uh, you look at for inspiration and then sprinkle in the variable of you, your contributions, your skills, your abilities, your uh, uh, unique skill sets that makes the work go. When you look at your specific contributions and how all of that shows up in the business and the nonprofit in the work, you should notice that there really isn't a comparison. So there are things that you will be doing that, yes, should be comparatively analyzed against benchmarks because these are just standards. But then there should be a sliver that is unique to you that causes that comparison to go left or right for whatever reason. When you look at that unique contribution, there's nothing to compare yourself to. And as a result, there's no uh, imposter syndrome. I've heard, you know, from clients and folks that I've talked to, uh, you know, just this fear of feeling like they are not qualified to do the work. They are not qualified to perform the services. And these folks are dealing with some unique situations that they did not plan for. 
They're dealing with situations that is not even close to the challenges and the trauma of the folks they're comparing themselves to. And quite frankly, no trauma, no challenge is equal, right? So it, it has its variable effect and affect on each of us as we go through things. So to, to struggle with uh, imposter syndrome is to say that you're struggling with looking at your trauma, looking at what got you to where you are as a leader, as an influencer, and saying that, man, this thing that I went through to get here was so painful, was so detrimental, was so uh, course-altering that I don't feel qualified. And the truth is, it's not true. Quite frankly, the things that has shaped you as a professional, the things that have moved you as a professional, has been instrumental in making you the unique individual we see today. And that's amazing. That's amazing. You need to lean into that. You need to lean into this idea that the hardships, the challenges, the career ups and downs, the challenges with the board and the staff and fundraising and constituents and stakeholders, things not being smooth has improved me, has improved my ability to be who I am and who you are. You're great. Yeah, you're, you're a great individual with opportunities to grow and to get better. Yes, but you're good. You're good enough to do the work and to be the transformative figure that can have an impact on your community and on your customer. And that's the most important thing. Before we get into this third thing uh, about how to avoid imposter syndrome, join me at drwilliampclark.com. Again, it's drwilliampclark.com. And I want you to register for our latest course, Fundraising Basics for Nonprofits. And in that course, we're going to talk about how to raise money for your nonprofit organization, how to think about fundraising, how to be critically thoughtful about the approach you take with fundraising. And quite frankly, elements of this course will address how to avoid imposter syndrome when it comes to fundraising. Because a lot of folks can feel like I'm not as good as fill in the blank. We're not as effective as this organization. I'm not as good as an, a, a fundraiser as this other CEO or this consultant or this group. That's not how that works. <laughs> That's just not how that works. There will be some best practices you will learn uh, in this course, but you will also be challenged to think about the unique things that you bring to the table when it comes to fundraising, that you bring to the table when it comes to addressing the issue of resource development for your organization. Because you are the unique leader for this moment in time for the organization, you have to lean into that uniqueness to raise money. So register for my course. You can do that by going to drwilliampclark.com and clicking on the course, Fundraising Basis for Nonprofits. So we're talking about avoiding imposter syndrome. Uh, we have three points to cover. The first two points uh, was to think positive and the second point was, do not compare yourself to other people. The last point I want to share with you uh, in terms of how to avoid imposter syndrome is to look at what you've done well. Look at what you've done well. What I find interesting when I'm coaching leaders and I ask this question, what's going well with your leadership? What's going well right now in your organization because of you? 
I cannot tell you, particularly in the nonprofit arena, how many times leaders automatically jump to go to the negative when it comes to the organization and their leadership, particularly. They can go on and on and on. But but mind you, the first question I'm asking is what's going well because of you? And the first thing out of their mouth over the next three to five, ten minutes is everything that that's going wrong because of them, because of imposter syndrome, because of this fear that they have of not being enough. And and in seeing this, I'm struggling, right, because I'm looking at these individuals. And once I dig deeper and I start to discover and I challenge them first off to, hey, you got to back up and look at the positive, And then we discover the good things that has happened, that is happening. What concerns me is that these folks and maybe I'm talking to you in this podcast, you are good enough to do the job and then some you're all that and at least a couple of bags of chips. Like, you're pretty good. And because of you, things are as good as they are now. You have saved the organization. You have maintained the organization. Has it been easy? No. Has it been a huge struggle? Absolutely. Does it mean you are an imposter? Nope. Not even close. And the reason people start to feel like an imposter is because they're comparing their organization to the organization down the street. It's like keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Smiths. It's not going to work. And what you're comparing yourself to, what you're comparing your organization to, is a figment of your imagination. You don't know the inner workings of that organization. I mean, it's, it's almost like social media where you can go on social media and you can see, you can scroll down and see what's going on with people. And if you believe the images and pictures and videos and posts that, that you see from the people you follow, you would think that everything is going absolutely well with everybody except you. Because everybody in their pictures, they're smiling. Everybody in their pictures, they are uh, traveling. They are having, the bla- having a blast, having an amazing time. Here you are, stuck at home with the kids doing X, Y, and Z. And stuck in a routine. And you can think that, man, I wish that was me. And so the imposter syndrome starts to cultivate because of this comparison we do. It may be funny when you look at this whole social media comparison, but we do this in our businesses every day. We do this in our leadership every day. We look at the organization down the road with every social media post that they release. We look at their press releases. We look at the grant awards. We look at the new building that they acquired. We look at the new contracts that they gained. And we're saying, how come they're doing so well and we're not? We, we got to do something different. And I think they're doing well because of this. You don't know that. You don't know that. Part of, part of what I want to challenge you to think about when it comes to avoiding uh, imposter syndrome is thinking about what it takes to produce results. Ultimately, it takes time. And you're going to have to plant seeds and invest time in order to reap a harvest or a reward. And it won't happen tomorrow. So you're going to have to plant these seeds in faith and in believing that this vision you have for the organization is going to happen and you're going to shepherd it to make sure it happens to see it through. And as you plant seeds, you're watering that that ground, you're, you're protecting it, and you're staying faithful to that process until you start to see the seedlings produce uh, small little leaves and produce fruits and results 
that will ultimately benefit the organization and your customer. I want to challenge you to to think positive. I want to challenge you to stop comparing yourself to other people. I want to challenge you to look at what you do well. I want to challenge you to invest the time to get better. I want to challenge you to invest the resources and the money to get better. I want to challenge you to hire better staff. I want to challenge you to possibly hire a consultant to coach you through from point A to point B. I want to challenge you to look at time differently. Stop looking at tomorrow and start looking in increments of quarters and years so that you don't have to feel the pressure of trying to be like the Joneses tomorrow. Perhaps if you take a look at these things and consider these things, uh, you could avoid imposter syndrome, which can be very difficult for a lot of leaders to overcome. It takes time to overcome that. It takes time to undo and unwind the mental constructs that has led to you believing uh, you're an imposter. And it takes time for you to walk, to build the foundation, to walk in the confidence of you being who we all know you to be, and that is a leader that cares, who has high moral values, and who's highly invested in the success of your customers, in the success of your organization, in the success of your business, in the success of your community. I hope that this conversation was helpful and it spoke to you, perhaps You've come out of the imposter syndrome and you have overcome it and you're on the other side. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you if that is you and if you've been able to do that. And if you've been able to do that and you believe that I shared some things that you had to work through and overcome, then I'm going to challenge you to share this particular podcast with a colleague or a friend of yours who you believe may be struggling with imposter syndrome and challenge them to just take a listen to this podcast. Maybe you're the person who is struggling with imposter syndrome and you're kind of working through how to overcome it. You see the the downsides and the detriment of it in your leadership and in your organization and you want to see it change. Then I'm going to challenge you to replay this podcast and replay it as often as you need to until you find the connection points that work for you. Because we, we, the broader we, need you to overcome this thing. It may take some time, but be okay with that. Don't rush because of what we need, but invest the time. Put in the work to undo these constructs, to avoid imposter syndrome, to get out of it and put it in the rear rear view mirror for good. Because we, the collective we, need you to be at your best. The community, the customers, your staff, your organization, your board, your stakeholders, your funders, etc. And quite frankly, the, the nonprofit community, we need you. You may not think we need you, but I'm telling you we need you. Because, we, again, even though I said in my second point, don't compare, we still look at each other. And we still look for inspiration and ways to get better. We look for opportunities. And we do that by looking at our colleagues and how they're performing and how well they're doing. When you are doing well and you're honest about the challenges and the growth that goes into where you are, then you provide inspiration to somebody else to avoid uh, uh, imposter syndrome and to overcome their challenges as well. So we, as a nonprofit community, need you to overcome it. Join me at drwilliampclark.com. Visit my website, 
register for our latest course, fundraising basis for nonprofits, schedule a consultation. Perhaps you need coaching and you want to take this further. There's a button there for that as well. Again, go to drwilliampclark.com to get any resource you need to help you with your nonprofit. This is Dr. William Clark. We'll see you guys next time. See everybody.